0: An Acadia Company. Welcome back to the show. And it was a big welcome back for me last week when I attended the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo in Chicago, May 10 to 12. First conference in two years. It was great to get back and meet people face to face and get immersed in some of the the talks and exhibitions that were going on at this industry event. So, Today on the podcast, I'm going to share a little bit about my experience at the event, what were, what was it like, who was there, some of the themes from the sessions. I also did a workshop on the first day that I'll give a brief recap of. And I attended a really interesting session from the marketplace leader of Albertson's and the Marketplace software that they're using called Marketplacer. So I'll do a quick recap of that. So if you're curious about what a conference is like in 2022, I'll get into that and then towards the end of the podcast, a little bit more sort of theme-specific content. So to start with, what was it like in general at this conference? Well, I recently came back to the US after a little stint in Australia and so I missed out on Shop Talk this year. But something that I heard from a lot of people at the Rice or IRCE. I'm not sure, you know, which which term we should be using. It seems like they're going through a, a rebrand. But a lot of people at this event I just went to had been at Shop Talk. And there was a lot of discussion about Shop Talk being the big return to conferences for the retail and e-commerce industry. So it was a little had a little bit of FOMO because people were really talking up Shop Talk, but it seemed like Rice was following on the heels of of Shop Talk and a pretty, pretty good follow-up there. Great to meet people in real life that I've only connected with online in the past. I'd say that there was a really good mix of solution providers and brands at this show. And the exhibitors, the solution providers who had booths were all really busy. There were a couple that I had wanted to connect with during the event and they were just they were booked out with meetings with prospects so it seemed to be an event that had a pretty good ROI for those exhibitors who were there and you know walking around the floor it seemed like they were all pretty busy with with good conversations. so that's always good to good to see. In terms of the content at the event, I was just doing a little kind of tally of what kind of the themes of of all of the sessions, and I broke them down into into five here. One was around stores, so connected commerce and digital experiences, so physical and digital, and bringing those two, bringing digital and physical together, obviously. And I did catch a pretty interesting session talking about surfaces, like in-store surfaces and product packaging surfaces as media opportunities. And the speaker at that event was from a company that a solution provider in this space, but really talking about how in the store at the point of sale and also with smart shelves and things like that, we have an opportunity to use use surfaces in the store as media and for driving awareness and conversions in the store and secondly with product packaging and the way that QR codes are being used now customers can also track more product information from a physical item and the interesting point that was made was could this be a way for retailers to actually charge for conversions in the store. So with these kind of smart surfaces, the retailers would actually know exactly how many products were sold because of an activation and that could be, they could charge a take rate for that, for the manufacturer. So that was super interesting. Obviously I'm neck deep in the retail media world and so hearing about another opportunity for retailers to actually Charge for performance was quite interesting. Retailers are, you know, the reason why retail media is so interesting to retailers is that they desperately need to add margin to their business. And although, you know, that's going to come back to the manufacturers, this additional cost, we all need in this sort of ecosystem, we do need the retailers to be profitable and we do need the manufacturers to be profitable. Those two. Players really need each other. So quite interesting to think of a of a world where retailers going to be able to charge manufacturers for incremental sales that they get from these digital surfaces and things like that. So that was one session I was really glad that I caught and that related to stores. Underneath that stores banner as well, some content around OmniChannel. There were market Five sessions on Marketplace specifically, that's my world. There were some good sessions on Marketplace and that was, yeah, five sessions out of a total of about 100. And then customer experience. So leveling up customer experience with cutting edge technology, trends in design and brand storytelling, driving loyalty, data-driven experiences, things like that and then interestingly revenue models buy now pay later and d2c the d2c model and something that was that was a observation from this is that there were quite a few sessions about the buy now pay later and that was sort of a spotlight of the event and also amazon fba aggregators and those are two those are two parts of the e-commerce industry that are going through a, are under a lot of financial pressure these days. So it was interesting to see those you know those categories front and center on the on the agenda but you know at least from a PR perspective a lot of a lot of turmoil that we're seeing with those kinds of companies. And then the final topic that had a number of sessions was around supply chain fulfillment. So to me, I think that the, the spread of content was really good. It was a great fit for this audience, which is generally like an omni-channel brand operating both digital and in-store and sales channels, so a good mix of content there. So I was really fortunate to be invited by a partner of ours, Channel Engine, to present at one of their sessions about retail marketplaces and whether to dominate diversify or expand. And Channel Engine, if you don't know, is a tech solution that allows brands to launch in many different marketplaces all around the world. They started out in Europe, which has a very complex and much sort of larger assortment of marketplaces and have recently expanded out into North America and Asia as well. And so that solution allows brands to set up product information and logistics and things like that in each new marketplace. So we talked about expanding to different markets. Should you do that? And my session was about dominating your existing marketplace in your own backyard, Amazon.com. And I shared three different sort of under the radar tactics and strategies that brands can use to enhance their sales right here in North America. And I did actually share a recap of of this same session a few weeks ago on the podcast. I think it's called Four Underrated Amazon Growth Strategies. We'll link to it in the show notes here. But it it, it is, I think, a good, it's a fun topic because a lot of the time we're talking about foundational things around Amazon marketing or operations. But this was really a fun kind of episode for me because it's just, new stuff, stuff that's flying under the radar. I think that there would be one or two new ideas for pretty much everyone if you listen to that recap. So check that out from a few weeks ago. And finally, just want to share a quick recap of the session that I attended with the Senior Director of Marketplace Strategy and Partnerships at Albertsons, the grocery retailer, Jazz Krasalik. Presented sort of his vision for the third-party marketplace that they're going to be rolling out at Albertsons soon. And that was really interesting to me because I've seen that Albertsons is also launching, has recently launched a retail media network offering as well. And so a couple of things that I learned from that session that I wanted to share is that the assortment strategy is always really important with Marketplace. Are you going to be replicating a one P assortment? What's the purpose of that marketplace? What kind of experience are people going to have there? How are they going to tie it back to your brand as a retailer? And Jazz really sees assortment as being key. The value of a marketplace is curation, he said. And so initially, they're going to focus in on some trends in food. And one that he called out in particular was ethnic and specialty foods. And That's actually quite similar to what I've I've seen so far from Kroger's marketplace as well. There, there was there was actually a focus on ethnic and specialty foods there as well, but it's good to see that focus coming from Jazz on discovery, and that I think that that's really important because you can't out Amazon Amazon with their enormous assortment. That's not where you're going to be able to compete. It's more on discovery and creating a great experience for shoppers who are looking to be inspired. Another really great point that he made or that is a big question for anyone rolling out a marketplace is whether to integrate the marketplace into the 1P assortment or keep it as a separate store essentially. So those are the two models with marketplaces. Set it up as a separate store where it's very clear that this is coming from a different seller than our 1P assortment and what you might expect around delivery times and things like that. That has the downside of, of changing shopper behaviors and getting them onto that new site or onto that new section of your website. So that that's the downside with that model, but it does make it clear. It helps to clarify expectations for shoppers. And then the second model is an integrated marketplace, which is where you have your 3P assortment Mixed in with the 1P assortment. And so that has a much faster ramp up time, but is potentially confusing to the shopper because they won't understand. I've got 100 items in my cart and 95 come from 1P and 5 come from 3P. Why are those items being delivered later or by a different carrier? So Jazz didn't expand at this time, at least, on which model they're going to be going ahead with, but it was interesting to hear about that being, you know, that's one of the big questions that retailers launching marketplaces have. So that was a great session. Good to kind of get inside the brain of someone who is rolling out a marketplace. It's not live yet, but obviously a lot of thought and strategy is going into that. So that was a great session to catch as well. I hope you enjoyed this little recap. And I hope to see a lot of listeners at events in the future. I know I'll definitely be going to grocery shop in September this year. So if you'll be there, please let me know. And uh, it was a great return to, to conferences. I'm glad I went. I'll probably go next year. And I hope to see you somewhere in real life in the world sometime soon as well. Thanks for listening and catch you next week.